Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. La, 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 la. Inner Wealth Podcast. La, 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 la. Inner Wealth Podcast. La, 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 la. Inner Wealth Podcast. You know what day it is. Inner Wealth Podcast. Meditate and give. So manifest the greater this. And things all good, because I say it is. Investing in the wealth, real generational wealth is mental health. It's an inside game, no toxicity. Let's talk and more listening. Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast, and I would like to say what up, though. Um, today, I want to really talk about um, the inner city. A lot of people know that I grew up in Detroit. I like to always state that, and I, I like to always talk about the good experience I had growing up in Detroit, because it's always been like this this topic of like... Detroit is just like this hellhole to live in, but there's some very powerful people. It's a very influential people and some really great communities inside of Detroit. And, you know, just like every other city that I've been to, there's so not so good sides of the city that that can need some support and some help. Um, so I want to talk about being able to change that narrative and bring more support to areas that that are, you know, underdeserved, um, under-supported. And to do so, I want to bring a, a guy on who's, since I met him, I've done nothing but see him in a city working every day, never asked for anything, always there, always helpful, um, and always doing the right thing. So I want to bring my brother Skrill on. What up, Skrill? What Peace. up, though? What's going on, D? Man, so again, that, that that conversation, you you spend a lot of time within the inner city of Detroit. First of all, what what made you do that? Why do you want to do that? Uh, first of all, you know, like I'm not from Detroit. You know, I'm mm. from Inkster, so I'm from a smaller black community right right outside of Detroit. But understanding the dynamics and the culture base of where I come from, and um, that helped Detroit grow and get pushed forward. When I moved to Detroit at 19. Um, I got into the party promoting game, you mm. know, uh, working at Comcast, you know, networking, you know. Um, so everybody I knew growing up from either, you know, hooking up their cable or throwing parties in the night nightlife scene. Uh, what got me really involved was just seeing like the turn of history, like inside of our air uh, with Trayvon Martin happening all around the world and just knowing the dynamics of what, you know, blossomed in Detroit 
from you know being pro-black from the the nation of islam um hmm. to the the workers um uh, the workers unions and ev- just everything you know um historically so like around that time it was just a lot of stuff going on people was very traumatized mentally you know hmm. being stressed out from work environments and it was the wave of the entrepreneurships and you just looked around the city of detroit and it was like what have we been doing this whole time Mm. You know, people getting money, but what have we did for our city, for our community, for the future? Um, and we were just really waiting for somebody to do it for us. Um, so it really just, you know, ignited me to try to link up with like-minded individuals and change our community and our circumstances around and just get involved heavily in the community. So you said the word stressors and trauma. When did you have the understanding that that was an issue within our community? Um. I had that. I had that under. I had that understanding at a young age. Honestly, uh, at twenty, at twenty years old, I witnessed my best friend get murdered right in my face. Wow! So um, I lost my job. You know, I went through a whole depression stage. But as we talk about fight, flight, or freeze, you know, well, fight or flight. You know, you introduced me to the word freeze, the third stage that people don't talk about. And I was in freeze mode. Like I didn't run. I didn't fight back. I just stood there and just was like, "What the fuck? What happened?" Mm-hmm. You know, and my family didn't talk about mental health therapies or anything like that. They just said, you need to get back to work. Yeah. And I just sat there like I just almost lost my life. I lost my best friend. But I I overstood that a lot of us deal with trauma, you know, and I can't hold that against them. But I did freeze and I just went back to work. I didn't heal. I didn't go through the process until about 25, 26. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm trying to grow as a man. Um, and I'm trying to be a better person. So I need to deal with my stuff, you know, and, and, and heal myself. So I took that upon my own initiative to, you know, go through the barriers, deal with everything that, you know, needed to be dealt with. Um, but through that process, I noticed that a lot of people didn't want to accept their traumas, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm not hold, I don't hold that against them, but I just definitely had to continue to push my journey forward and just lead by example. Yeah. So is that so? What led you to get with uh, New Era? A lot of people don't know. This. You can even tell us what is New Era, yeah, and how you got involved with that. So New Era was the well, not was is the fastest growing pro black organization in the country. Uh, we mm-hmm. started off in Detroit um, in 2014. I, I got around like late 2014. Um, I met my brother Zeke. Um, at Northland Mall. I was still doing working at Comcast. Mm. And my cousin, um, he owns Press Play, which is a, um, a like an entertainment media. He did all the press-ups for um, all the local artists. They would come through and get their uh, CDs duplicated, well, not duplicated, pressed up and printed to sell, you mm. know. Um, so, you know, I used to go up there on my lunch breaks and help him out sometimes or just chill at Northland because I worked in Southfield on my lunch breaks. And Zeke used to come up and get his, you know, get his MP3 player added on music. And, like, I just was talking about the community, like, how things need to change. I remember uh, a couple of my brothers was up there, Dre, Helleva, everybody was up there. And we just talking and talking and just talking about things that need to be changed. And Zeke overheard my conversation and was just like, hey, you need to come out. You know, mm-hmm. you should come out to the organization. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, right. you know, I'm thinking it's just talk. Uh, so it took me about a good three months. I think the summertime I had came out, but what really, what really got me over there is because I'm heavy when I was going through that journey before I even met you, I used to meditate real heavy. I used to, I used to do it by um, running and jogging throughout the city of Detroit. Hmm. And when I say 
I don't like the gym. I need to see my environment because I want to see what I need to change inside of myself, but out, in, out on the outside of myself too. So I used to run up and down seven mile Greenfield. I used to do about two to three miles mm. and then run around Belle Isle because I love water too. So I used to, but every time I used to do these things, Zeke used to call my phone and I'd be like, why does this dude keep calling my phone when I'm meditating and running? Mm. So it, it took me about like two months to come around. And when I came around, it was like, this is everything that I've been talking about, what I'm meditating about, um, you know, and I see the elevation that that this can go too. So I was full-fledged in right when from I started. Uh, we was on Ch- in Chatham Park area. That was our first hood to hood I joined in on. So what what are some of the things that, that New Era does in the community? Um, a lot of things. Um we do a lot of community engagement, but we really focused on the youth, women, and children. Um, and as men, it's, it originated starting off as a men organization uh, back in 2014, but that didn't last long at all. A lot of men uh, wasn't ready, you know, and, and able to step up in, in that type of magnitude. Um, so a lot of women, you know, joined in and, and started volunteering with us. And as we seen, we was like, you know what, we can't, we can't move like this. You know, we need to make sure that if we're talking about the black family, we really need to move like a black family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from there, you you will see a lot of men in the front line, but behind the scenes, the women is the is the, uh, the backbone of the movement. Actually, you know, the the nucleus, you know, um, of the movement and everything. <clears throat> but um, we we do hood to hood engagements, um, black to reality, getting back into the school system, um, and, and uh, you know, mentoring the children. Uh, we do safety programs, you know, mm-hmm. um, streets is watching program. Um, safe zones with the black-owned businesses. We we focus on entrepreneurship, um, just the all-around thing. Now you know the biggest thing is uh, the 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 um, the young, the youth. So you know, young entrepreneurs and stuff leading them leading them the way. But it's really just getting active and involved inside of your community in any way possible that we need to be um, as pillars of our community. Mm-hmm. So making it a lifestyle. Yeah. So I and too when we hear the word the word hood, we always know that. Um, you know, from our culture, we call it the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter where you live, you can actually call it the hood. Doesn't mean good or bad. It's just, hey, it's in my hood, right? But there's one thing that's in the hood that you notice that when people get money, right? What do they typically try to do? Boss up, flex. Well, they try to one. Let's say you're an athlete. Mm-hmm. They leave the hood. Oh yeah, yeah. You definitely gonna leave the hood. But my thing is, why are we leaving the hood? We leave the hood because there's typically a lack of safety in the hood, mm. right? Yeah. And when you have a lack of safety in neighborhoods or a lack of safety in the hood, what are we really saying? It's not in the houses. The houses are inanimate objects. It's the people. Mm-hmm. So what's in the people? And let's go back to what we talked about. You mm-hmm. witnessed something traumatic and how that, that event you know, shaped you, that trauma shaped you. Now it, it shuts you down internally where you don't feel safe. So after you experience that that event, you shut down, went into freeze, your body does it, right? We know that it's an automatic thing. It's not a sense of weakness or anything like that. It's just the body's automatic response to say, hey, Skrill, this is how this is the best way for us to deal with this threat right now. Mm-hmm. And within our in our hoods, what we have is a lack of safety, it seems externally, but really we have a lack of safety internally. So once you start to learn about fight, 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 flight, freeze, how has that shaped you and how you view in helping um, the inner city now? And it, it actually helped a lot. 
because I can understand a lot of people's circumstances before I just shut out, shut down and just like move away. Um, but now, like, I know that sometimes I can't be a front front support for individuals. You know what I'm saying? Especially mm-hmm. that people that's going through those traumatic um, experiences or had traumatic experiences. Sometimes I just need to be behind. And and when they do fall, they didn't even know I was back there to say, "Come on." Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it it helps me articulate and actually give me the ability to communicate way better than before, especially mm-hmm. understanding what freeze is because a lot of us are in freeze. Mm-hmm. And because the system say fight or flight and never told us about freeze, we still trying to compartmentalize what we're in and we can't even relate to either one of those. So we like, ain't nothing wrong with me. Right. But when you brought up the freeze, I was like, I can relate to this. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to fight this person, but I'm going to defend myself. Right. And I ain't going to run, but if I have to, I'm going to walk away. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in freeze, I'm just sitting there and people just smacking you every day, right. <laughs> even in your work environment. You know, you you getting pressured and smacked every day and you like, oh, oh well. Yeah. I think I think the freeze aspect allows you to be very it can allow you to be very passive too. And the passiveness is not about, again, lack of desire to do something about it. It's just that you feel um, immobilized, you know? Yeah. You you can't. Yeah. That's that's what freeze is. So fight flight is about mobilization. Yeah. Let me get out of dodge, right? Let me fight. Immobilization is freeze where you just like you feel shut down and you literally feel frozen. Yeah. So when we see even violence in our neighborhoods, and you can talk about that too, even with the like new era, it's like a lot of people know something that happened, mm-hmm. but they feel frozen and helpless to to it that they can't even tell you. You know, we want to call it no snitching. It's not really even about no snitching. It's about immobilization. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I feel helpless. Like, I can't share anything or do anything. Yeah. You know? A lot of people feel like that inside the community. And and, and you broke it down. You articulated it very well. Um, because even, like, the turn, a turn of the community now operating in it, right, um, a lot of people feel that as being one of the blackest cities in America, that we can't do it. And that deals with the trauma aspects of previous administrations or mm-hmm. previous people they knew, you know, personally. So they just froze like, well, I can't do it. And that goes back to when I kept seeing the community, mm-hmm. what was going on in the community. Nobody was cleaning up the community. Nobody was doing the the wellness checks on the neighbors, the elders. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they was just froze. And, well, who's going to do it? Because I can't do this. It wasn't no... Uh, no impact right. to mobilize inside of our communities. And because our community is frozen right now. So, you know, the biggest thing is the unfreeze. And that was us controlling our narrative mm-hmm. of getting out here into the community, um, organizing, reaching out, helping elders, just the whole reprogramming mindset through media, um, but not just utilizing the media, people actually seeing this on a consistent basis. Right. You know, the media is one thing to record and, and stuff like this but we don't do this for cameras you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we do this to document the history of what we have accomplished but really you're going to see new era or any organization or myself out there consistently you know what i'm saying if when you see them consistently that's all they about their stuff they really mm-hmm. about the reprogramming the wellness the, the the mental aspect of things um but it takes a lot because i know we're gonna pivot but it takes a lot because then what about our well-being you know what I'm saying? That was one big thing with, you know, um, you giving me the opportunity to do things 
because I do a lot for a lot of people. But a lot of people, it's only one person that actually brought me to Inception. He always say, when you, you got to do something for you. You know, right. my homeboy Dez, Kid Clever, mm-hmm. he was like, bro, you got to do something for you. When are you going to do, you do stuff for everybody, but when are you going to do something for you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I ain't never think about that. You know what I'm saying? Because right. this, I'm doing this for me because I get the satisfaction of doing this. It makes me feel good because I'm. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Changing my environment around. Right. When would I change the inner yeah, who's in, who's investing in you? Yeah, and the only person who really can truly invest in you daily is you, right? But then, what does that mean? And so that's why when you came to us, it's just like, well, this is a systematic way to begin doing that. There's other pieces to it, we know that, right? But this is a systematic way to get your resources back internally. And we just talked off camera about how I felt like our issue, and I've said it on a different podcast, like our issues aren't monetary. Mm-hmm. Our issues aren't educational. Like we walk around with a phone that has unlimited information, right? But if you can't process and integrate that information, then integration, the information is useless. So when you first came to us, I remember us, we did, we both did like 30 days of brain training. Yeah, you challenged me to that. And I don't I do not do I do well with challenges. But I, he was like, I challenge you to a 30 days. That's how I felt. <laughs> you didn't say those exact words, but that's how I felt. When he was like, you should. How long you been here? You been coming with how long? I was like, I, did five, I think five days. He was like, five days? I'm about to do 30. And that just, you know, I'm, I'm a competitor in my yeah. spirit. So I'm like, can I do 30 with you? He was like, okay. And I was in there 30 days, brain. That changed my life. When I say it changed my life, it changed the whole perspective. It felt like I was in the clouds. Like, mm. like space time, it was my whole reality shifted to the point where, like you said, the safety that I put up and the freeze, it, like to be frozen and be safe, would it, it allowed me to see the resources that I truly had right there. Mm. I had a lot of resources that was out in the community, but I did not know how to utilize them mm. because I couldn't think surpass safety. Yeah. Well, your brain, your brain and your body is using its resources for safety, yeah. not to rationally think. Yeah. So we have a lot of young boys in school where we label them as ADHD and all these other labels or learning disabled when truthfully they're just traumatized and they don't have their resources to think. It's the same way with the neighborhoods. We just, we all can go make money. Like we know our people. 
Yeah. If we want to go make some money, we'll figure out a way to make some money or to get something to. But we we typically we do that to try to self soothe versus really trying to go after the real resources, which is again I always point to the kingdom. The kingdom is right here. Definitely. It's unlimited resources here. But if those resources is used to fight threat, you know, then hey, you you're not going to be able to be resourceful. So now that you you went and you came and you did that brain training and you got those resources back. How did that change to, one, you were regulated. You regulated your nervous system. How did that change you going into the neighborhoods and how you start to interact with people from that moment forward? Yeah, I mean, it, it changed. Again, it changed a lot because that, 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 that goes into the um, fight, flight, or freeze because that's when I found out, like, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it took me, when I went into the neighborhood, I'm like, you know, I wanted to, it's just like the kid that learned something new. You know what I'm saying? So you're going into the neighborhood trying to share what you're learning, but now you're seeing who you who you are who you were at that time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I started looking in the mirror to a to a lot of people, but it gave me the opportunity to overstand it and not shut people down because they're not there yet. Mm. You know, so yeah. usually, you know, when you do get, like you said, um, financial or monetary things, you know what I'm saying? But you're not going through the healing aspect. People don't got that. Oh, you don't got this. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I got it though. Right. I didn't come with that that ego anymore because yeah. I could see the I could see the child in any person. I don't care mm. if it was an elder. If it was an elder, I can still see the child in that elder or that process. You know, um, of them going through their journeys. So it just gave me the ability to see outside the scopes of the reality aspects of people and my whole environment by doing that. It, it gave you more empathy. More empathy, yeah. And more understanding, exactly. right? And then, like, that, that, that when you're stuck in whatever these defense patterns are, is fear. They're all fear-based, first of all. But it now fear leads to scarcity. Mm. That's why we can look at each other and see you have something. If you have something that I don't have, I feel less than or they're scarce like i can't have it mm-hmm. like there's enough for all of us but you can't see that if you stuck in fear mm-hmm. right so the importance of this whole even conversation and you being an advocate within an inner city and working with nonprofits, it's like well the nonprofits are supposed to be going into the city to help us right but if you don't have your resources and you're a part of that team then what are you really doing what are we really doing, man? Going in a circle, honestly. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how I, that's how I truly see it. But that's what led me into the nonprofits. You know, um, where I'm, you know, I'm at Force Detroit, um, building up a coalition of grassroots community leaders organizations. You know, within Detroit to mm-hmm. advocate together. You know, and hold these foundations and funders accountable to give them to, to trickle those resources down. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because you know, growing up. Like, we never really seen true community do things. Well, growing up, I did see true community, you know, from Inkster. We had a lot of community-based organizations out there, mm-hmm. uh, Seed to Feed, all those organizations, like, did stuff for the, for the youth. Um, but it was a generational gap. Once I got into my teenage years and young adult years in Detroit, we mm-hmm. didn't really see that. You know, we seen, we seen the street guys, you know what I'm saying, buy the ice cream trucks out and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. real, like, community organizations that's trying to change around, it was really about the glitz and the glam, you mm-hmm. know, rather than 
the bam, like the change, you know. Right. Um, so that's that's where all that just trickled down to, you know, like yeah. getting involved in, in the nonprofits and holding them accountable to get that money down. Um, but just working as a collective, like you said, like the, that trauma, that 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 empathy, like it's gonna take people to go through their self healing journeys, no matter if you if you are the leader, if you are the the per, the volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that everybody is a leader. Everybody yeah. is a leader. Mm-hmm. You might not be. Um, the teacher at the moment of the uh, you know for the leader or or for the student, but every ultimate teacher is a student and a teacher at the same time. A yeah. lot of people look up to me, but I look up a lot to a lot of people that look up at me Absolutely. because I'm I'm all like that gave me the ability to know that I'm always gonna be into in a learning mindset because my safety measures then went down, my safety mechanism went down. So now I go into a space to learn. Mm. No matter what interaction, like even the, today, I went into this into this space even to learn rather than I'm going into a space. When you go to the club or something, you go into this space, you're like, man, I just hope that don't happen. You know, oh, man, why this person looking at me? Mm-hmm. They going, they already went to a, a defense, a safety mechanism yeah. into an environment that post that you supposed to be just relaxing. Right. So now you can't yeah. you can't learn. You can't learn anything right. when you when you in that. So now when I'm in spaces, a lot of people be like, well, "Why you be moving around and you over here talking to this person? You over here?" Yeah, I'm I'm learning because now you now you now you open. Yeah, now you can you can give and you can receive. Before you might have just been trying to give give give. Oh, I would have been a wallflower. Yeah, okay. you know, before yeah. I would have been a wallflower. I just mm. been sitting there looking around because at one point in time I was in deep depression. I I know I was. Mm. You know, heavy smoking. You know, I didn't even smoke, but once I, I kicked it because I knew I didn't want a, to have a habit. You know, I wanted to eliminate the habits. A lot of us look at different things. Like one of my habits now, though, and we talked about it for years, like video games. And we was talking about the traumatic experience. Like when I'm having a stressful day, my thing is like I go to I come to Inception, um, but I like playing a video game. I like playing Call of Duty to shoot people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just to, you know, shoot shoot at my people. Like, we talk about the guns and different things like that. Sometimes I go to the gun range, but my therapeutic things is to interact with my friends that, you know, we probably can't see each other, you know, um, physically or mm-hmm. we haven't seen each other in years. They moved away. Um, so we played a video game, you know what I'm saying? Which, yeah. you know, is another form of therapy for me. But when we look at it the different ways, the things that we do play, the programming that is in the video games yeah. that we talked about right. that made me even look at that different. So I kind of like stepped back from, I used to play the game every night. Now I, you know, I play it probably every other week. Yeah. You know, you can't, you, you know, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, I play it with my dad. You know, that's our, that's our bond. Yeah. That's me and my dad's bond is to play a game. And then there's this, this conversation like, oh, you can't play video games and be successful. It's like, what are you talking about? There's, there's dudes making millions playing Fortnite. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. it, But that's not why I'm doing it. Yeah. Everything that I do does not need to be something productive right. or monetary. Some things I just need to enjoy my life. And I think a lot of things need to be that way. And... um our our community, this grind culture, everything's just grind, 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 and no, no play. Yeah. Like that's not cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the same time, I also know that there's a limit. Like I'll sit and I'll play with my dad. I'm like, I'm done. He like, I'm done too. And we may play. We not play for three, four, five days later, right? Yeah. 
but it's 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 having the level of awareness, you know, to know what everything in moderation, you know. Yeah, definitely. And now we we let's let's even go on to I want, I didn't even think about this, but let's talk about marijuana. Yeah. And that's how how you know alcohol has been in the neighborhoods for a long time, but now marijuana is starting to be in it, and I'm a proponent of it, you know. Likewise. But the problem is, again, listen, all this stuff is resources: marijuana, uh, alcohol, uh, whatever you want to psilocybin. That's a whole nother conversation with psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Those aren't bad or good things. They're not. Guns aren't bad. They, they don't hold a positive or negative. Now, the person who uses it and their resourcefulness within is going to determine how effective that tool is, yep. you know. So in the, in the hands, we now have, we're pumping uh, marijuana has become very uh, prominent. It was already prominent in our culture, but even more so because it's legalized, right? Yep. And now when you got the unhealed person and you give them resources or access to something that they can now... They they haven't learned how to self soothe. So what's the way that they're now going to just over abuse something? Yep. You know. So what are, what are you starting to see in the neighborhoods from this access to it like that? I mean, the access is crazy right now. You know, it always been it always have been crazy access to it. Honestly, yeah. But because of the perception and of it and the media push, you know, for everything now it's coming to a lot of people perspectives or perception you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's coming to their realities now it's like when we was kids you know things that was around we didn't understand it but when we got older we like dang we seen this all the time yeah. i just didn't know what it was right um so that's what that's what you know marijuana is coming to but you know like even in the marijuana industry um you know we we're doing something at nonprofit at, at you know outside of like with, within force detroit it's called clean smoke for returning citizens and people mm. that's incarcerated that, you know, on uh, marijuana charges to get their records expunged because we know the industry has tremendously, like, shift and change, mm-hmm. and it's about to be a, a trillion-dollar industry. Yeah. So we're trying to make sure that we're not the abuse—we're we, not still the abusers inside this industry also, but we are we are the profitable um, um, people, you know, because we didn't got incarcerated through all these things. Um, so it's different levels on it, but a lot of people are still coping with it, mm-hmm. you know. I, I really feel that a lot of people aren't coping as much these last two years with it because the influx of stories and medias— of the synthetic drugs of yeah. it rather than the natural, you know. So a lot of people are now educating themselves on um, the type of marijuanas, you know, the sativa, the indigas, mm-hmm. the hybrids, you know. Um, a lot of people are only dealing with, you know, private growers and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but the younger generation, you know what I'm saying, like they're not, they don't know those things because they're not educated on those things. It's mm-hmm. like if we get educated on it and told, you know, this is this instead of saying, don't do this, don't do that, that's going to make us go do it. Yeah. We talk about even um, in our coalition, we got a, um, a gun a gun club, you know, um, and we do gun 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 violence work. And they're a black bottom gun club. And they, they want to put, you know, gun education and safety inside schools, like as a curriculum. Don't mm. tell your children, don't do these things. It's just like sex. When we talked yeah. about sex, we talked about, like, that made people, especially young. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to go have sex. You're telling me don't do it. I right. want to see why you telling me don't do this. In, instead of truly educating me, instead of trying to put impl- implement fear. Yeah. You know, 
If somebody, if you're in your home and, you, and your parents have like a, a, a box in the corner and say, don't ever go into that box, what, what are you going to want to do? You want to go into the box, right? Like, what, what is in there? Yeah. Like, you're just curiosity, right? Yeah. Um, so that, that, that makes sense. But the education definitely um, on how to use these things. If yeah. it's legal, like it, it, to drive a car, you go learn how to use it properly, yeah. right? And there are accidents, yeah. right? There is, uh, you know, resourceful ways to drive a car and unresourceful ways to drive a car. So with the with the marijuana, I talked to uh, Wendy Muhammad. Uh, Wendy Muhammad is actually uh, one of the first black women who has a hospital in Washington. Mm. And when I talked to Wendy, I asked her, I said, well, what are your main uh, type of patients, the demographics? Of, what are you seeing? She said, they're young people. I said, young people? Well, what are they dealing with? She said, blood clotting. I said, blood clotting from what? She said, from the marijuana, mm. from the, the synthetic Aesthetic. forms, high THC. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's, it's, it's slowing the blood down. Mm-hmm. You know, that we want people want stuff and they want to smoke and they just want to be high as a kite, like from one hit. Whatever mm-hmm. I can get there, you know, so that goes back down to the thing, too, of self-soothing. And then, too, we know our bodies actually, uh, it, it becomes... Uh, you know, gets a tolerance to it. So you, so the more you smoke, the the higher amounts and the more you're going to need to smoke to try to get to that same place, that same high you were at before. But I think we need to understand that that's that's medicinal. Yeah. You know, you don't take you don't take you know drugs daily. You you don't want to do that. You wouldn't want to take a pharmaceutical daily. No. So why would you want to smoke daily? Like, what's the real issue that's plaguing us? Exactly. That we need to get to. Exactly. And the more we can get to that, the more those things become what they really are. Some just a resourceful way to try to, you know, maybe my body is tense, and this is a quick way I can get my body to relax. Mm-hmm. But not when you're waking and baking. Yeah. When you're waking and baking, you got some real issues. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You as soon as you roll out the bed, you anxious. Yeah. You know. You do, and that, and that, and that's the thing. Like those, all type, like the biggest thing is, as far as with the inner city, is figuring out. Not even like figuring it out because they're like the resources is already here. You know what I'm saying? Mm. With inside the inner city, like when when I first you know came to Inception, like it wasn't it wasn't that many black people. You know, just to be honest, it no, wasn't. it wasn't. <laughs> but now in yeah. the last three years, two to three years, like the influx of like the city and just people, you know, coming, mm-hmm. it's like. If you build it, they will come. Well, one, you had a big part in that, so I appreciate uh-huh. what what you did, and 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 you were always bringing people in. I, I gave you the keys, like, and I didn't even have to push you. Just you were just always up there. I got this person up there. I got that person, and they were just all getting educated because these tools exist. Yeah, they exist in the white world. They don't exist in the minority world, and they damn sure don't exist in the black world. No, so they come into there. And they get in a quantum leap of what's possible. Yeah. They may not know how stuff works yet. Once we can understand how those tools work, you know, and you can understand not just how those tools work, how how we work. Yeah. Because we talk about fight, flight, freeze. That's this conversation we keep talking about. And even you started doing our um, our inner fitness program with David Bracelli. Yeah. And understanding trauma release. <sighs> that changed my life, Dave. <laughs> that changed my life. That was the next level. Like that's you know, and then we did the the uh, 
we did the actual community event for the community. Yeah. You know, after I, I experienced it, we was like, hey, you like, hey, how can we get this to the inner city? I'm like, let's just link up. We mm-hmm. do New Era, New Era hosted, and we get people to come out and do trauma release, TRE, you know? Yeah. And that changed. Like, once I, like, I do that. Like, I still do trauma release. If I don't go into Inception or something is going on, if I just, it's, you know, my form of yoga. You have you have your naturally encoded way to discharge yeah. trauma. And that's the one thing. Yes, Inception is a business, but the business is there to be a conscious entity to teach you how to deal with your vessel. Mm-hmm. You know, so that if you're not an inception, you ain't got to run. I, I got to get somewhere and get get into these services. No, you have a resource internally that you can use if you're in a jungle because yeah. that's our natural way of discharging energy. Right. Yep. So I know that, you know, we're, we're still on just the first level of this. And what we do together, we'll be able to bring more and more of what we do into the inner city to provide people with the tools to co- to regulate the nervous system, and then we can co-regulate with each other. I think that by you coming in and doing that work, again, as a community activist, it allows you to go out into the community and not have to be on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be like Raz Agul. <laughs> you told, when you talk Batman, yeah. mind your surroundings, yeah. right? That ain't going to stop. I don't care where I'm at, bro. I'm always, I can be at Disney World and I'm minding my surroundings. I'm not overly active and overly minding my surroundings, but I am aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's just nature as a man, right? Yeah. You know, uh, hunter-gatherers, we're going to go out and we're going to scope and we're going to see where it's threatening the environment and, and do our thing. So, but when you come now to the community, like, dang, that's grill. Like, that's a totally different energy than anybody else. Why? Because he's doing his work. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, community activists, like, you... You gave access to a lot of people to come in and do the work, and they didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so really, what what are you, what do y'all want to do? Yeah, you can't expect the hood to heal if you're not healing. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. That's what we're trying to get more people to understand, and and that's that's number one. That's number one. But I think that a lot a lot of people don't like we. You use a, a specific terminology when you when you speak to like resources, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I visited, I got to visit, you know, traveling, opening up different chapters, you know, across the across the country, uh, a lot of different black communities. You know what I'm saying? I get mm-hmm. to see a lot of how people live. Like I, I think me being, uh, you know, working in telecommunications, being a technician, um, residential technician, I was able to see how people lived. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was able to see how people's mindset was. And then, you know, not judging anybody because everybody's right. priorities isn't the same, but like seeing people's priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I go in like, you order cable, but <laughs> right. what? You know, but not judging, but no, I it know, made but me, it, it really made me reflect on making sure that my stuff is together also. Priorities. Yeah, priority rise. But I got to, I met a person in uh, Oakland, Oakland, California, my uh, homeboy Jabari that does, you know, nonprofit and actually kind of like, you know, coming from the streets and was kind of like planted a seed for me to get into that field, to get Mm -hmm. the resources back down because I I come at with a different energy. Mm -hmm. But he he was like, man, I I still could have been caught up in the streets and did a lot of different things. But one thing, one thing that, I had to learn is that I'm a carpenter by like spirit. Like everybody likes to create and build things, right? Mm-hmm. We all creators. 
and he had a tool belt, but he kept using a hammer for everything. Mm. So, like, he was like, all I had was a hammer. You know, that's what he identified, right. like, moving the bag, shaking the bag. And he was trying to go to other realms and levels in life, but he just kept using a hammer. He was like, I couldn't unscrew the door. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, you know, lift up lift up the panel or anything like that. So he started looking at all the other things that he was connected to, to, like, getting involved in as other tools for his tool belt. Mm-hmm. You know, once I start looking at my life and the things that I'm attached to as as, as uh ex, like uh, assistance to my tool belt. So mm-hmm. all these things are tool. Me being a part of New Era Detroit, me being being a part of Force Detroit, me me helping with the Clean Smoke, being a part of Inception. Like I'm Skrill, but right. this is my tool That's belt. That's your tool belt, yeah. So now I have all these tools. So when I do interact with someone, you know, now my my new venture is spirits. Black black spirits, alcohol. Mm-hmm. So now I'm part of a, a spirits company. We have a champagne. I know my people like to indulge in this, right? So I'm going to be I'm going to be a seller of this. But the backstory is, this is all about social and social justice and changing mm-hmm. who you are. I want you to still drink responsibly, but I'm going to do the proper nourishments the way that this needs to be created for you to feel good or or properly be good because we talk about marijuana earlier mm-hmm. now we got everybody in this industry and it's it's like synthetic 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 no one is doing it the natural way or yeah. you know they're trying to mass produce these things so now we're equipped in our tool belts with all these different things a lot of people need to look at their tool belts and equip them with multiple tools and look yeah. look at those to assist them to build up their natural state where they're now we're going into grounding where right. we're grounded in i'm grounded with inside a community mm-hmm. that's where i sit so now all these things that are a part of my tool belt, all my tools are helping people to identify where they're grounded in and to should assist their tool belts so they can elevate and yeah. go higher too. Yeah. Well, you just kept adding value to yourself. Yeah. To be a, a you know, a person of who's resourceful. You know, you have many different, and that's the same thing. That's all that, you know, Inception is. Yeah. It's a, it's a resource and we have different things Sometimes you can go to a place and they only got one thing. Well, yeah. we're looking at the whole system, and we just want to be completely integrated, and we'll we, and that's why we integrate with with you, yeah. and 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 other nonprofits who you try to bring to us. But be honest too, a lot of times that you know you have uh, nonprofits who want to come and integrate with us, but they don't they're not really together to do yeah. that. Definitely. They're not together to do that integration. Like people, oh, we need all inceptions in the hood, but not. Everywhere is ready. Yeah. And so talk about that from that standpoint, being yeah. in a city and know, you know what they need. So what are you experiencing? You know what they need, but they won't do what they need. Yeah. And that's 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 the biggest thing. Like we always say the closest people to the problem is the closest to the solution. Mm. Right. So when we go into the communities um, that's not, you know, of our community, we be like, you got the answers. Like, we come in here to assist you to push your narrative forward. What do you want to see done? Mm. You know, that's, that's you know, I got a, got in, um, involved with Own Your Story. Like, Own mm. Your Story. Yeah. You know, push your narrative forward. Like, we just want to assist you push your narrative forward. We have boundaries and, and you know, uh, uh, safety measures. So if we go far, no, let's go back this way. We're going way too far out the, out the spectrum because mm-hmm. we still want to 
go on this on this path to this healing journey to get the community of progression. Um, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of communities don't see they don't see it because they're still in freeze. That's still, that's still shut down. It's, it's even somebody coming yeah. in. It's a safety. Yeah. Like you from outside. I, I I literally went out of town and seen something so great. I had an experience. I I went out of town and seen something so great because I seen a lot of um, black excellence happening in in one community particularly. And I was out there, and this is a majority white community, mm. but the black community w- is able to really move throughout that community um, effectively. Mm, in a white community? In a white community. Wow, how do they do that? Just, they're, they're really coming to their, they have their, their um, I call them hot pockets, you mm-hmm. know, of people that are opening the doors. But it's a lot of pocket of people that don't want them doors to be open or think that they couldn't, think that they, they those people shouldn't have been able to open those doors. They could have, they should have opened the door, mm. you know? So, I had an altercation where I, you know, I went to a brother and was like, bro, y'all got something great going on here. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all can really change the whole circumstance and perspective of your community and 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 then make that as an example for other communities. I said, bro, I'm from Detroit. I'm, I mean, I'm 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 from Inkster, but I'm from Detroit. I stay in Detroit. Like, I'm yeah. telling him this. Right when I said that, he shut me down. Because at first he was listening. I'm like, you got something great. He's like, what you, you know? Da, da, da. And then I, you know, did a relatable trying to, you know, say, look, I'm from a, I'm from a place where we the blackest people, but we don't even got the, re- they won't even give us the, the ultimate resources in our community. They still hoarding the resources. Mm-hmm. The white people ain't even giving us all the resources like that inside the community because right. they don't think that we can handle those resources mm-hmm. when we really can. Mm-hmm. And right when I said where I'm from, the safety measure hit because you're not from here how are you going to tell me about this area because the relatableness doesn't come between experience anymore Mm. it comes between territory now because the cultural aspects in people's eyes are different Mm. but everybody all our culture we have a piece of everybody culture wherever we wherever we move detroit has its own culture right but everywhere detroit Got a piece of that culture and vice versa, depending on what yeah. type of realms that you operate in and how you operate. In, we have pieces of each other culture. So I was trying to come from a relatable approach, but because that safety measure, because of probably previous traumas, it shut me down. To the so what he didn't want to eat, the person didn't want to give you yeah. um, access to what they were really doing, yeah. how they were doing it, because it, you weren't from. Because I wasn't from, it wasn't what they was doing. It was a confrontation to the point with me, I'm going to go and evaluate a problem or a situation and be a solutionary to it, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm in the environment. I'm going to try to go over there. I'm not about to run away and, oh, let me stay away. No, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Because because I went, I'm going through, I'm still going through my healing journey. So I'm going to approach the situation like, what's going on? So you was trying to help. I was trying to help. And oh, assist. okay. He didn't want. He didn't. He, he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't want, want the help. He didn't you want the help because I'm not from that area. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's that's. I heard that from Dr. David Rosselli. We talked about the trauma release. He's been in war torn countries where he tries to take trauma release into these countries, but if if it's not presented to them in their culture and their language then they they're not willing to accept it they can't they can't they can't hear it Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with now again we're talking about what we're talking about what fight flight freeze i didn't make this stuff up 
You know, I didn't come up with these tools. The difference is y'all relate to me, you know, because I, I look like y'all, yeah. you know. And I, so now, since I look like you, I talk like you, or there's something relatable, I'm safe. And that safety now provides you the ability to be safe. But And that's why, too, that's why you keep bringing in more people who resonate with that person. Yeah. I mean, we've had some people come in that, you know, like, what they doing in Inception? It's like Inception is open for everybody. I don't yeah. care where you're from, drug dealer, stripper, whatever. Yeah. That, 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 those are just labels. Yeah. Who you are is a human being who has a, has a central nervous system that can be shut down from trauma. Right. And if and if you can start to work on that and get your resources back, if people really knew what we're talking about right now, bro, they'd be lying. They'd be mm-hmm. lying outside. Cause people yeah. are like, I can get myself back. Yeah. I can get back to my treasure. Yeah. The the hood would be running. But we scared of ourselves, man. Yeah. Yeah. We scared of our own power. Yeah, that's why we put a lot of layers o- over a lot of things. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we we docile our power by doing the things that we we feel that will not empower us anymore mm. because we don't, we can't, like you said, we can't even think outside of our true power of where we can go as a collective or not even just as, as a person. Right. A lot of people can't really imagine where they can be or go as that person without seeing it. Yeah. They don't go inner to yeah. see it. They want to go outer. Right. And that's the thing. Like I wanted to go, I went inner to see my power. To mm. see, to see what people, what other people see. I didn't see what other people see of me. I mm. knew something was, was powerful and great, but right. I had to go inner to go see it. And when I went inner, that's when I was like, "Wow, this is deep." Now I need to show people go inner. Yeah, don't look outer because now I'm looking at you like, "Oh, dude, I can do it too." Yeah, you know that's why we have an influx of you know a lot of people is getting money now, right? Yeah, but everybody is opening up and doing the same exact thing that other people is doing. Mm-hmm. And I build with a lot of businesses in the city. Tell me, tell me about it. What are you? What, tell so, me about I mean, it specifically. You, what are we opening? So you know, everybody is first thing natural. Everybody's gonna do a hair salon or or or, right. or a barbershop, right? Right, right. That's that's that uh, was the first uh, successful uh, or, things or that barbecue joint, or bar, yeah, or or food or some yeah. type of food, food yeah. trucks, those things, right? Yeah. But I, you know, I tell people like, why don't you, you know? And it was one of my ideas. I talked to a lot of my business owners that own, own restaurants, and I said, uh, this was about four years ago. I told one of my business owners, I said, uh, Mushia. Pasta bowl in uh, Detroit Taco Bar. I tell her, I say, oh I say, yeah, she came to Inception one time. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. would you uh, would you support me if I open up uh, if I do my containers in storage, like containers and stuff, like get all your plastic wares, like your your silverwares, you put plastic silverwares in mm-hmm. everybody bags with the napkins. Like, what if I be your distributor for that? Right. Would you support it? She's like, yeah, screw. It. I'll support it. But I it was a thought. Like yeah. I just wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like because I was thinking like everybody is doing something, but we don't compliment each other. The, the the thing is we we talk too we talk about buy black yeah. right and yeah for sure but we don't make a lot of stuff yeah we don't produce a lot of stuff to buy black yeah right and if you if you're going if you say buy black and you're not a manufacturer you just go on Alibaba and now you just sourcing something and selling to me that don't mean that it's that's not your design that's not something you created. Like, I want to talk about from start to finish in the creation process. And I want to know, look, Elon, not Elon, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Bezos and uh, what's the guy from Galactic Virgin? Um, uh, 
What's the guy that just went out to space? The other guy from, oh, the, from Virgin. Uh, the billion. The, yeah, he uh, just, Branson. Yeah, Branson. They, dude, they're going to space. Yeah. We, we're, we're behind. And we're behind because we don't have access to our internal resources to be a creative enough to think outside of what we've been conditioned to believe. It's more than barbershops. It's more than nail salons. It's more than barbecue joints. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, where, where are we with... Why can't we create a spaceship? Yeah. Where are we in the longevity conversation? Because now nah, I'm on the longevity tip that people don't even know about that I'm gonna bring to assume is understanding that disease is being known as a as a as a um that aging is a disease. Yeah. And we can counteract that. Right? So they're already they're already on the conversation of living longer. We can't enter that conversation of living longer if we can't even live well in our present. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So why I'm going to talk to you about living longer when you you miserable in your own present moment? Yeah. I'm going to extend your misery. Yeah. You know? So these these conversations are stuff I'm I'm always. I mean, we talking about virtual reality now too starting yeah. to become a big thing like where are we in the creation of yeah. things outside of what we used to? We can't get there until we do that inner work. Yeah. Yeah, because all the resources is right there, like you said, that cell phone, man. That was the biggest thing, I, you know. Mm-hmm. Once I once I came a, aware of of my reality, mm. the internet looked totally different to me. Yeah, like it was like it was like a movie, like uh, what it, what was it uh, that that kids movie uh, something broke the internet, the big the big guy. Uh, the, all the kids, uh, all the kids lit, watched the movie. Oh, like Wreck and Ralph, Wreck and or Ralph, something? yeah, Rex, Ra- Rex, Rex. Wrecking Ralph, the, yeah. Okay. Wrecking Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah, that that that's that wasn't the first one. Remember, okay. it, was yeah, it was him going into yeah. the game. But when he broke the internet, this came like I I felt that years ago. Like the internet was mm. just I was Google searching so fast and yeah. so I like I broke yeah. the internet to me. Like I'm like, what the heck? Hey, listen that 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 goes on when I talk about from my other podcast on the uh, uh, breaking free from the the trauma matrix yeah. is that. You know, you come out like Neo and he started to sit there in that chair and learn karate, kung fu, all types of stuff that he wasn't even open to learning before. Yeah. Like, and I did the same thing. People say, David, what did you go to school? See, that's that that that's that old school thinking. Did you go to school for this? Yeah. What school? <laughs> yeah. What school did I go to for inception, bro? Yeah. No, what it, do you see? It was that no. What school did I go to for yeah. that? There's no difference between me and anybody else other than that yeah. I was open to other information that nobody else was open to. Yeah. We, we, just like uh, chemical imbalance versus psychological injury. We're still under the auspices that, you know, if you have depression, it's because of chemical imbalance in your brain. But no scientific studies have been able to validate that. Validate that, that yeah. We're talking about trauma. We're talking about psychological injury. This is why we're depressed. Not because you just was born and something was wrong with you and you got this all of a sudden you just got this chemical imbalance. Yeah. And our in our in our culture is still too. Oh, you know, you got diabetes. Oh, that just running my family. No, look at your behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that and that goes back to when you, you know, you you educated me on the experience of, you know, trauma starts with inside the womb. Yeah. You know, and I I just started thinking about a lot of different things and then just going through the birth birthing pro- process down the you know the canal and stuff like that. So a lot of people that get diagnosed at a young age of these different things just had a traumatic experience through yeah. through the through the uh through the creation process. Yeah. That you know even sometimes when you know 
uh, adulting, you don't. If you're not healing through that, you you can't even have a proper conversation mm-hmm. with your child at a young age, and they're just gonna grow up, or you're just gonna put it with inside that system, um, yeah. that that you know categorize them um, throughout throughout the, the rest of their life or the process of that time being. Um, so it's just definitely important, like going back to what you said, like we can't continue to lead with inside of our community if we don't go through our healing. Our healing journey ourselves, yeah, because our it process. opens us all up yeah. to and, possibilities. And, and not saying, and not saying, I'm not, I'm not even just saying like, inception is that part of that. Like, mm-hmm. just do it. Just do it. Period. Just do it. Like, no. we're, we're advocating for right. you just to do yeah. your healing journey. Listen, man. Look, right now we can put three thousand inceptions inside the United States, and it would still be a drop in the bucket. Yeah, definitely. There's no. There's no competition when it comes to the mental health field. That if there's competition, then we're mentally ill. Yeah. There's no competition towards, oh, I, I want to heal you first. First of all, we don't heal you. You heal you. But if there was competition in and that, that's a sickness in itself to even think like that. that. Yeah. To think that I'm your competition. Now, one thing I can't personally do is go and talk to everybody who want to open up something and teach all of you. I, I just don't have the energy to be able to do that. Yeah, You got to go on your own journey first. And a lot of times people want something with inception that's, I want to build one or I want one. And a lot of times it's, when you get into this field, first of all, to heal yourself. Yeah. Once I start really healing myself, I start backing up and backing off. Like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. Because you wasn't you wasn't utilizing as a coping like oh, some no. things was was cope coping yeah. mechanisms. Some things was just me trying to again heal yeah. myself. Right? Yeah. It's like I can't be codependent to everybody who needs healing work because then I would lose myself. Yeah. You know, you would drain me dry if I allowed you to. And that's you know that's 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 very prominent of what you, you're speaking about because a lot of people see me you know with inception and as me as a mental health advocate, right? But my mental health advocate is not me as a co-partner with you through your mental health things. I'm going to bring the tools and, and resources to you so you can you go, can do, go do the work. So if I'm not doing the things, oh, they don't, you're not, you know, um, why you didn't call me and check up on yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Huh? I'm dealing with stuff too. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I gave you, I'm giving you resources. Like, look, I'm telling you, Bro, these are things to go do. A lot of people during the pandemic, I can feel them. Yeah. Being upset at, at me Likewise. in Inception because, oh, you know, you remember, I forgot. Because <laughs> yeah. we were closed and, yeah. and nobody called me. But like I said, well, did y'all not think that we weren't going through the same thing with you? Yeah. Somebody told me, David, now's the time for you to get out there and talk. I said, no, now's the time for me to sit down yeah. and chill. Yeah. And and because I've been doing that work for people for years, at that point in time, that was 13 and a half years. We're going on 15 years now. It's like, well, what was y'all supporting me when I was going through talking about the same message? The the pandemic was no more trauma. That that was more trauma, but you were already traumatized. Already. And I'm out here like, y'all traumatized, y'all traumatized, y'all traumatized, y'all traumatized, y'all traumatized. Like speaking that message for years consistently, right? Yeah. It that didn't just come out the blue. We've been talking about this. This been this been an issue in our community. Go back to slavery. Yeah. Why again? We talk about this off air. Going to Africa. Why is it certain people in Africa they can take certain resources that's in the environment and make the best of it? Right. Yeah. 
because they got different. They got different traumas than we do. Our programming, man, we were programmed not for safety. Yeah. I used to cross eight miles as a kid, and I remember I went to cross eight miles to go to Pizza Hut, and the lady there used to tell me and my boy Hakeem, she said, yeah, you know, war and police like little black boys. Mm. Like, when you're hearing that and you're like yeah. 11, yeah. what is that telling you? Yeah. You ain't safe over here. No. Not at all. That's how I was growing up in, you know, Inkster, going to Westland. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, going to school systems out there and stuff like that. Like, sometimes it was, you know, my parents was mad that I walked home. You know, but I'm a, I'm a nature boy. Like, if I miss the bus, I ain't, you know, I'm 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 kind of independent too. I try to I try to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, I miss the bus. I'm not I'm not about to call my mom or my grandmother or my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like. My grandfather, like anybody, mm. my aunt, like I'm not about to call them if I miss the bus, I because I know that they got stuff to do too. You know what I'm saying? Either yeah. they're working. So I used to walk, you know, from Westland to Inkster sometimes, like in middle school, you know, straight home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, you know, you know, had a bike out of the thin air. I had a bike, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but. You know, these are the things that just made me just go and do those things. Like, it wasn't no dependency of anything because in that environment, I felt, you know, in in my environment of me, I felt safe. Mm -hmm. But they used to be mad at me because I didn't make a phone call, you know, because they knew the environment. But with me being younger, I didn't know the environment. Yeah. But when I got older, it was like, whoa. Yeah. I was walking through a hole. I could have just any like somebody right in front of their house and through the neighborhood snatched me up, whatever, because of the environment that was there. Mm-hmm. But now, like, that's why when we talk about the education, like we need to really educate the youth, not scare them. Right. We try to put fear into the education for them not to do the things. If you just properly educate, give them the pros and the cons, let them evaluate the pros and the cons and make their conscious decision themselves. Mm. We don't allow we would we don't even allow ourselves to make the proper decisions because we feel that we are inadequate to even make the proper decision. You know, yeah. and that goes into the safety mechanism. Some people yeah. don't feel safe themselves, so they're gonna put fear in front of anything. To make mm. you feel safe. Right. Yeah, that, that goes too as a kid, you know, we I saw um um uh Emma Till, mm. you know, yeah. in school. Like you think about it, like they were they were showing us stuff and I think that they had a they were trying to make us aware of certain things, but at the same time in that awareness that that kind of like yeah. at that young age, that can really make you afraid. Like, yeah. yo, don't whistle at a white woman. Yeah. You know, you're not safe. Young black man, yeah. don't do this, don't do that. And so when you learn that, and I don't think that the, the younger generation aren't learning stuff like that, like we learn. It gives us, it gives them a lot more freedom yeah. um, to be versus, oh, and then too, you can go into that don't wear a hoodie. Man, I wear a hoodie in my neighborhood all the time. Yeah. My neighborhood, I live in Southfield. It ain't like, there's a lot of black people in Southfield. Back in the day, it was not a lot of black people yeah. in Southfield. That was, that was known as not for black people. Correct. Right? Yeah. Now Southfield is majority black. And so I wear I wear a hoodie in my neighborhood, you know. And I, I see the police, I wave at them, they wave back. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like you can't get just hit with the narrative all the time that that one event makes it across the board as negative for all of us. Yeah. Those generalizations hurt you too. Yeah. You know, 
And so that's again, that's where we go back down to the to the doing the inner work to understand the programming. You were programmed, right? Yeah. What did they program you with? And what's the truth? Yeah. Or what do you want as to be your truth? You know? So that that goes like you brought up the hoodie aspect too, like with me staying in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Like the hoodie aspect of me wearing a hoodie as a young black man is totally different than the perspective of you you residing with a hoodie in Southfield. Yeah. Because now if I'm going to the gas station, I got my hood on. It's a lot of places that say you got to remove your hood before you come inside the establishment. Mm-hmm. Because of the identification of a hoodie, right? how it's utilized is different. Like, why can't I wear my hoodie? Right. Because of this one incident, this person put on this hood and probably robbed the store. Yeah. Now I can't wear a hoodie. Right. You know, so like, why do they make hoodies? Right. You know, so, like hoodies weren't made and skull masks were, weren't made to rob stores. Yeah. They're just associated with those things. Yeah. But that's not the original intent. Like your ski mask, like a ski mask is for what? So, Schemes. So now, so now, like, even it, it goes even to the pandemic. Everybody got to wear a mask, right? Right. But before you couldn't wear a mask in the store. Right. But now I can go in the, ma- I can go in the store fully face covered. Right. And you don't have any problem. But if I don't have a mask on, you feel you feel unsafe, man. The, the the conditioning of us and how we are conditioned as human beings is what we're talking about. Yeah. And how do you, as a as an individual consciousness, navigate that? Yeah. And that's the understanding of being able to break that down. But first, again, we talk about again getting back to safety within, co-regulating. You know, that what we talk about in terms of inner city. I'm talking about inner city inside yourself. Yeah. Like what makes up the inner city? People do. Yeah. People make up the inner city. So when people can find the the inner safety, then you're gonna find what? You're gonna find the inner wealth, man. Yeah. Till next time, guys. La, 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 You've been la, listening la, to the la, Inner la, Wealth la, Podcast la, on EYL. La, la, la. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Razcast, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Inner wealth podcast. Inner wealth podcast. Inner wealth podcast. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, Get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.